In today's episode, we are going to talk about the one thing that is killing more men than anything else, and it's called isolation. And I'm going to share with you the five characteristics that we all should be looking for as men in the friends that we develop and the tribe that surrounds us. What is a tribe? What does it look like? How do we find the right people? And how do we start to separate from the negative people in our life that do not belong there? Are you ready for this? Let's get into it today. Welcome to the Better Men Podcast with your host, Justin Kane. Well, welcome to episode number seven. Today, I have some important things that I want to share with you. And I hope that the topics that I discuss on this podcast are relevant to you as a man and helping you become better men. And just earlier this year, the Boston Globe ran an article about how the biggest threat to men as they move through adulthood, it's not drinking, it's not smoking, it's not adultery, it's not obesity, it's the lack of friendships. It's a lack of a tribe. And the article cited uh, research conducted over the last 35 years showing that people who are socially isolated, specifically men, are 30% more likely to die prematurely from some type of disease. And this phenomenon led the U.S. Surgeon General, get this, to state repeatedly that the biggest health issue that is facing men in our country today is not heart disease, it's not cancer, it's not obesity, it actually is isolation. And unfortunately, men without friends is becoming the norm, not just the exception. And men, we were never meant to be isolated. We were meant to be connected to a tribe of other men in some form or fashion. If you're going to succeed, and become a better man, please don't overlook this powerful truth. You need a tribe to get you where you're going. And I'll tell you why, because we were built to feed off of the faith of others, the encouragement of others, and the love that others can express toward us. If you find your tribe, and by that I mean men in your life that can walk through every storm with you, men that you can be vulnerable with, and men that you can connect with on a spiritual level, you'll always find your way to the top, and you'll always overcome the challenges that you face. <clears throat> Excuse me. Without a tribe, the journey that we're all on becomes so much harder without having a tribe that sur would surround us. But remember this. As we're talking about this concept of friendship today, and we're talking about a tribe, not everyone in your life was placed there by God. Some individuals are actually on an assignment by hell to ruin your life. They may not be specifically targeting you, but be, because they came into your world, they led you astray. We see this all throughout the book of Proverbs, that the wisdom was crying, do not go that way, or wisdom will deliver you from that woman or from those people. And one of the most important choices that we make as men is the people that we run with. Who are we going to surround ourselves with? Who are the, the men that we are going to, <clears throat> that is going to be part of our tribe, that we are going to interact with, that we're going to build our life with? 
If you want to win in your future, as we've been talking about in the last number of episodes, it is important that we as men let go of those who are holding us back. I know it's not easy, but it's necessary. And it's important for us to take time to evaluate the people that we call friend, the ones that we spend time with and decide whether or not their influence on our life is positive, meaning going in the right direction, or it's negative, meaning you just play it out over time and it's taking us further away from where God has us to go. And so I've listed just a number of questions that you can ask to better identify whether a relationship in your life is positive or whether it's negative. First question is, are they going somewhere? Ask that about your friend group. Ask that about the individuals in your life. Are they going somewhere? Are they, are, are they, are they pursuing greatness? Are they going toward a future that is brighter or a future that is dimmer? A uh, second question is, do you want to go where they're going? Do you align with them in such a way that, yes, the future they're, they're, they're building for themselves, I would love to build a future that would be similar. It doesn't have to be the same. doesn't have to be a copycat, but that you guys would actually be growing together. Third question is, do they encourage you to seek God or to seek personal pleasure? Which one are you more encouraged to do after spending time with them? To seek more God or to seek more personal pleasure? The fourth question I would ask is, do they challenge you to become a better man? When you're around them, do you want to become better? Or do you find yourself in a place where you, you accept the status quo or mediocrity? The fifth question is, do they tell you the truth? Or do they sugarcoat the things that they say just to make you feel better. You know, we want, we need people in our life that are going to tell us the truth. The sixth question is, do they constantly complain as a victim to their circumstances and to their surroundings? Or do you find them to be grateful like champion and winner men think? Do they complain or are they grateful for life, living life to the fullest because they're grateful that they have another day to live? Are they... Another, another question I ask is, are they wasting their life? Do you find themselves investing their time and their money and their mind wisely? Or do you find them squandering those things? Because if you accept people in your life that are wasting their life, ultimately, they're going to waste your life as well. Uh, another question, who do they hang with? The ones that you're hanging with, who do they hang out with? Are they hanging out with the right people or are they hanging out with people that are, are, are bringing them down. And lastly, a question that I would encourage you to ask the 10th question is, are they where you want to be? Are they, are they pursuing the things that you want to pursue in your life? Are they striving toward things that you are striving toward yourself? <clears throat> and many times the only link between us and our past is the people that we call friend. And we call them friends simply because they've always been there. Even though they may not be good for us, they've always been there. We call them fam. And after you've gone through these questions that I just asked, and you realize, man, you know what? There are some folks in my life that are holding me back. The good news is this. You can do something about it. You don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to put your nose down toward them. But you can do something about it. And I recently was talking to a man who just was released from jail, and he was telling me, 
about how most of the guys that come out fall prey to the same thing that got them into jail simply because they got around the wrong people, people that would call them, hey, you're my friend. Hey, I've been through all that stuff with you, but you know what? They're in their life and they're pulling them down. And I I, I hear men say, you know what? I I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fall prey to this temptation. I don't want to continue in this sin. And yet they continue to associate with the wrong tribe. And thus this temptation, it leads to action and their action brings them right back to their old way of living. And they experience the same consequence again and again and again. I want you, I want to direct your attention to something that Solomon said. He said, he who walks with wise men will become wise. Now walking is just, it's different than just being around someone. Just because you're around rich people doesn't mean you're going to become rich. Just because you're around smart people doesn't mean you're going to become smart. Just because you're around people who are healthy doesn't mean you're going to become healthy. Walking means connection, bonding, and sharpening one another. Connection, bonding, and sharpening one another. And so it's important to surround ourselves with people who are positive. They have a positive outlook on the future. They have a positive outlook on even what they're going through and the setbacks that they face. These are people who are going somewhere in life. And if you constantly are around negative people all the time, it's only a matter of time before you become a negative minded individual as well. It's like the saying says, birds of a flock or birds of a feather, they flock together. Uh, Jim Rohn, a famous motivational speech guru said these words uh, when it comes to our relationships. And he says, you must constantly ask yourself these questions. And I thought they were really good. Who am I around? What are they doing to me or how are they influencing me? What have they got me reading? If, if they encourage me to read it all, what have they got me saying, talking about, where do they have me going? The places that I'm going to, what do they have me thinking about and most important what do they have me becoming and then ask yourself the big question is this okay am i okay with the answers that i just provided regarding that individual or that relationship in my my in my life so fellas your life our lives they don't get better by chance and by accident they get better because of change, because we have chosen to make the right changes in our life that will propel us in the right direction. And the most effective way I personally know how to separate myself from wrong individuals is to pursue becoming a better man. And you do this by adopting new values, a code of conduct and worthy goals. And when you pursue excellence, And when you pursue personal improvement and character development, you'll start attracting the right people into your world. Now we all have a desire within all of us to be accepted. No one likes to be rejected. And that's the reason why we accept a lot of wrong people into our life because we just don't want to reject them because we know that's, we know how that feels. And this fear of rejection has been the author of countless damaging relationships and negative people have had access to our lives and ultimately it only hurts us in the end. 
And so if you want to have a successful and a purposeful life and become a better man, you must fight the constant pressure of the negative people that are trying to come into your life. They can come in so many different ways, but even if their voice is influencing you in a negative way, it's hindering you from going where God has for you to go. And the only way that one can maintain a stable life is through pursuing and maintaining right relationships through a good and healthy tribe. And you cannot afford, none of us can afford to get involved with the wrong types of people. There are many people who are in prison today simply because they got caught up with the wrong crowd. I was majorly hurt early on in my ministry years because I got caught up with a wrong individual. And you will suffer ultimately the consequences of the poor people in your life or the bad people and the rewards of those that you chose that were good for you. And as we saw earlier, as I mentioned earlier, Solomon said, he who walks with wise men will become wise. This comes from Proverbs 13, verse 20. But listen to the second part of this verse. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. That word destroyed does not necessarily mean dead or absent from life, but it's talking about the death of one's purpose, the death of one's dream, and one's spiritual life or character. When we embrace wrong relationships, when we're part of a tribe that is not good for us, our purpose in everything that it entails, it begins to fade away. Zig Ziglar shares this uh, story. He says, when I was a youngster in Yazoo City, Mississippi, I worked with a, in a grocery store. And one day I overheard a man make a, promo, a proposal to the owner of the store that sounded so good, almost too good to be true. And as the youngster, I couldn't understand why the boss did not accept the offer, he says. And when the man left, I asked my boss, why didn't you take advantage of the opportunity? And his answer back to me was simple but sobering. He said, you can't make a good deal with a bad guy. You can't make a good deal with a bad guy. And one day we will all discover that honestly, the truth will always be a, a, a truth. You become like those that you associate with. You don't become however you want to become. You become like those that you actually associate with. And if you associate with people who have no desire to do what is right, who have no future that they're pursuing, have no greatness that they're going after within them, they will bring you down. And what you have achieved will crumble before your eyes if your character is not strong enough to uphold it. I've seen this happen with so many men. They start off well, they get hooked up with the wrong person and the wrong tribe, and their life slowly begins to unravel and they can't stop it until it's too late. And I specifically in this episode today, I want to touch on the characteristics of a tribe that every man needs. And these are the five things that I've looked at that every man needs from his tribe. Now, remember, a tribe is a brotherhood of men who are there to walk with you through every storm men that you can be vulnerable and honest with, and men that you can connect with on a spiritual level. So the first thing that we need from our tribe, we need a tribe that will challenge us to be better men. 
We need friends in our life that will challenge us to be better men. Chris Wolf said these words. He said, men need a band of brothers, a group of men down for adventure and adrenaline, but who also can challenge each other to become better men. And beyond that, every man needs confidence in other men. And this doesn't just happen because they challenge you verbally or they're pushing you physically. They do it by their own existence. Have you ever gotten around someone that when you're around them, you go, you know what? I need to step up my game. I need to step up my mindset. I need to keep on pursuing after excellence and greatness because they inspire me. And simply by the way they live their life, simply by the attitude with which they approach life, they inspire me to become a better man and to work on myself. And when you find other men who are working on themselves, it encourages you to work on yourself. And so the tribe doesn't need to verbally do it. They don't even, they, they can just be there and their presence automatically challenges you. So every man needs a tribe that will challenge them to become a better man. The second thing that we need from a tribe is we need a tribe that will hold us accountable to making the changes that we need to make. Once you start to go down this path of working on yourself and you start to recognize that we have blind spots and they get addressed in our life and go through some struggles and battle with some difficulties. Once you start making these commitments that, you know what, I am going to make this change and I'm going to make this change in my life. Oftentimes men kind of isolate themselves. They back away a little bit so that they're not held accountable to the things that they just promised they would do. In fact, the opposite is what we need. We need a tribe that will say, you know what? Hey, you said you were going to do this. All right, when, when are you going to do that by? And who's going to hold you accountable? And are you allowing us in your life to hold you accountable to the very thing that you promised that you would do? And when a man has friends in his life that are willing to hold him accountable to the changes that he needs to make, whether it's in his marriage, as a father, as an employee, or as an, a business owner, or maybe changes he wants to make with his language, with his reactions, with his emotions, they, we need accountability. And when you find friends, a tribe that will hold you accountable to the changes you said you were going to make, man, the sky's the limit for that guy. The third thing that we need as men in a tribe, we need tribe, um, we need friends that will call us up into who we are. I'm grateful for the season that I've just been through. I've had a couple of men that have actually spoken a very difficult truth in my world, but they called up what needed to be called up. They weren't calling me out, they were calling me up. There's a big difference. We don't need men to just keep on calling each other out. We have a culture to do that, that will cancel anybody and everybody. We need men that will call us up into who we are. And there's five identities of manhood that I believe that we need a tribe that will call these things out of us. The first is who calls the king in you? Who calls that? Who, who speaks to the king inside of you and says, you know what, there's a leader in you. Whether you're to lead something big or lead something small, there is a king inside of you that is called to lead something. Who calls up the warrior in you? The one who's ready to fight for a cause, fight for the family, fight for your future, fight for a vision that God gave you. Who calls up the warrior in you? Who calls up the builder in you? The one that says, you know what? We have something to build that is greater than us. It's bigger than us. And either you're called to help somebody build or you're calling on others to help you build something. Who calls up the builder in you? Who calls up the companion, the friend in you and says, 
Every man needs a friend and every man needs to be a friend to another man. Who calls that up and says, uh, there's a friend in you that, that others need. They need your support. They need your love and they need your encouragement. And who calls up the mentor in you? Who is challenging you to say there is another generation that's coming after us that they need your voice. They need your example. They need your mentorship. They need your investment of your time and your attention so that they can learn the things that you wish somebody had taught you. So every tribe or every man needs a tribe that will call us up into who we are. The fourth thing that every tribe needs or every man needs from a tribe is a judgment free tribe. Friends that are saying, you know what? I have no judgment against you. I'm not holding anything against you. We're in this together. We're not here to judge, but to support, to protect, and to love you in the truth. It doesn't mean there's no correct, uh, uh, no correction. It doesn't mean there's no uh, dealing with uh, your struggles. It just means you have a place where there's no judgment for what you're going through, but there is accountability. And the fifth thing that we need from a tribe is we need a tribe that is committed to a code of conduct. You see, when we have a relationship, it's only possible when respect, honor, values are mutually shared. Because when we start having relationships that value different things and we no longer have a code on how we respect and how we honor one another, we we start to fall by the wayside. We start to prize emotion greater than the principles that we've come to, to abide by. And so I just want to encourage you fellas that finding your tribe, it's going to cost. It's going to cost a significant price to find the right people. It's going to require time, change, sacrifice, and investment. But you must be willing to pay that price if you desire for doors to open up in your future. The plans and the purposes of God in your life have immeasurable and infinite value, and they're worth the investment of finding the right people to surround your life with. And if you were able to step into that destiny without sacrifice, without expense, without any challenge, then it wouldn't actually be uh, something worth going after. You want something that takes uh, a tribe to help you to get to. And I'll never regret the sacrifices that I've had to make in the pursuits to maintain the relationships that are in my life. I am grateful for the men that God has surrounded me with. I'm grateful for their character, for their ethics, for their accountability, and for their encouragement that I'm able to have with my tribe. And in the end, I know that God will recognize all the deposits I've made, all the deposits that they've made, and that he will do something as a result. And he will bless us as a result. So when you come into the place in your life where you're truly going to make a mark in history and eternity, and a tremendous amount of solitude often happens with men who are becoming better men. But when you may begin to make the decision toward excellence and toward greatness, don't think that a lot of people are going to start to attract to you. The good ones will, and you will find them to cross your path. They're rare. It's not like we're building a huge community. We're building a small tribe. And it may seem lonely at a moment, but don't just accept whomever uh, at any time in your life just because you want a friend. You want the right people inside of your life. So fellas, remember this. Every one of us needs a tribe. And there are five things that we need from this tribe. 
Search until you find yours. One by one, build a tribe that will last a lifetime and that will uphold you through any storm that you go through. A tribe that you can be vulnerable with and a tribe where you spiritually align your life to. I'm cheering you on. If you ever need any assistance, specifically in this arena of building a tribe, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. God bless you. You'll hear from me and my good friend, one of the men who are part of my tribe, Tony Simon, uh, uh, on the next episode. I'm going to be interviewing him this week, talking about what it's like to be committed to the race that God has called us to run. God bless you. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.